Welcome to the Dawn of Hope podcast. This is the last day of 30 Days of Hope. Um, April 30th has been quite an undertaking. Um, <laughs> we're recording this beforehand, and I'm recording something like seven or eight podcasts today. So, yeah. Um, but I'm here with my mom, Kim. Hello. And you picked a few featured verses for this last one, um, but just kind of talk about what you wanted to say to, like, wrap up the month that we've had? Well, I know uh, by now, hopefully, people have listened to a number of the 30 Days of Hope, or maybe they've listened to one, or maybe um, they've listened to three. Maybe they're going to go back now and listen to Maybe them. they're going to go back now and listen to all of them. <laughs> I encourage you, if you haven't, to do that, because these are all different people with all these different testimonies and stories of hope, and uh, it will just encourage you in life, period. But I kind of wanted to wrap it up by saying what brings me hope is because of who my hope is in and the nature of God and that he can be trusted and he is reliable. Yeah, that's one of the, um, Abigail and Joanna both used in one of theirs, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. and talking about, you know, God, God's plan for you are good and they will prosper you and they're not to harm you and all that stuff. And that's such a big part. You know, there's been a lot of themes throughout this thing and it's been, you know, listen to God, obey God, all that stuff. But all, none of that stuff matters if you don't believe what he's doing. It's the right thing. You know what I mean? That's true. We so have you, a wrong understanding of God yeah. and who he is and what his nature's like. Um, on some of my Sunday teachings, which I think you can also find on our website now, I've talked about that I used to have a belief that the Old and New Testament were kind of mixed together. Um, and I had a wrong view of God because of that, because I didn't understand that the way he deals with man changed at the cross. Everything changed at the cross with the way God deals with man. But his nature didn't change, just his way that he deals with us. So, um, that's the story. You know, in the last one I recorded with Jesse, which mm-hmm. I don't know what day that's going to be posted. Um, Did you hear people laughing next But it was the one where Jesse used the Ecclesiastes. No, Dad went, woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, about, like, <laughs> so we do not have a soundproof booth yet. If anybody would like to donate that, we are open to that suggestion. <laughs> um, the first scripture that I have here is Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man that he should lie, that, she, the, that he should tell or act a lie. This is an amplified version. Neither the son of, a, of man that he should feel repentance or compunction for what he has promised. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? And this is a very long way of saying he's not like a man that he can lie. And I actually, that you know, these scriptures and these testimonies that we're bringing to everyone are real. For me, that brings me great comfort because men will lie. Men will tell you things, and they'll do something opposite. Um, But that's not God, and he is not a man and he cannot lie to us. If he ever broke his word, the world would disintegrate because his word is what's holding us together. And so he's everything that he says is absolute truth. And you can stand on it. And that brings me great hope. Um, another scripture that I've brought out here is Hebrews 10, 23. Let us, this is also amplified. So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable and faithful to his word. He who promised is faithful. Yeah. 
So he cannot lie, and he's faithful, so we can rely on him. Those are things that bring me hope. Yeah. We can't we can't take our experience with man and overlay it with God, or we can't look at the Old Testament and see the way that He dealt with man and think, "Oh my gosh, He's bringing a plague on me, or He's bringing this to me or that to me," because everything changed at the cross. The way He deals with man changed at the cross. He took all His wrath out on Jesus at the cross. So you can have hope and and, and trust God because He is not bringing those evil things upon us. He is in fact here to help us through them. Yeah. And, and that's such a big part, you know, of like, of all the different things that have kind of been themes, you know, throughout the 30 days. It's like, um, some of it, like, there's been a couple of podcasts where it's come up, like, well, A, it's hard to stay in tune to the Holy Spirit and to God. You know, we have a tendency to, like, distract ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And then B, when you hear it, it's a whole other thing to act on it and to be okay with what you said. Because, like, one of the big things that, like, Teresa talked about on hers was you got to be okay with both options. Like, if you ask God something, you got to be okay with him saying yes, him saying no, him saying Mm -hmm. Mm whatever. And sometimes that part's hard. Sometimes you have a predetermined outcome that you want, Uh and you want to hear that one, so you're, like, Uh kind of not listening if he says the other one. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then there's a whole other thing, even if he says it, of you have to go do it, because it might be something that makes you look kind of weird. Like, Jesse had an example, uh, I guess, that Carrie Pickett gave of one of her friends that was coming through in the park and stopped at the Safeway, and, or was driving by the Safeway, wasn't even going to stop at the Safeway, and heard God say something like, go to the Safeway and do a handstand on the voting machine, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. I have heard this story. I hadn't either. And, okay. uh, and, and I guess the lady goes in. And she's like standing by the vending machine, like, uh, you know. Yeah. But it was that clear, you know. And so she did it. And she said one of the cashiers just started crying because he said, I told God I was going to kill myself unless somebody came in here and did a handstand. <gasps> wow. And it's like, Don't that's such that? a specific thing. Yeah. And there's, you know, and that kind of leads into another thing that's been a theme is like, God has a little picture you don't. Yes. And there's no way. You could have sat there for days and weeks on end trying to figure out what the reason behind God telling you to do a handstand was, and you would never would have known. And no. And did it. No, and, and, and if, you, if she hadn't have done it, look at the possible consequences. Yeah. I mean, maybe God would have gone to somebody else and said, go do it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's gonna, God's going to go to the ends but of the earth to try to save no, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's important to obey the Lord. It's important to trust him. Um, the the last scripture I have here is Jeremiah seventeen seven. Uh, Blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, and relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. So that's kind of what you're talking about. If we if we walk in relationship with Him, we get to know who He is. We get to know how He interacts with us. We get to hear His voice and understand His voice. And then we go and do these amazing things that change people's lives, and we think we're, you know, we don't even understand what we're doing. They, I mean, she obviously had no idea why yeah. the Lord asked her to do that. It makes me remember a, a testimony I heard years ago where this guy was, uh, this pastor was preaching, and in the middle of his sermon, the Lord said, I want you to go crawl under the table over there, because there was a <laughs> table on the stage or whatever at the front of the church, and he was like, he thought he'd heard wrong, you know, so it took him a minute or two and said, 
finally, he just went, I'm going to crawl under the table. It's so strong. So he went and crawled under the table, and this man ran from the back of the church to the altar and gave his life to the Lord because he was saying, God, if you're real, have that preacher crawl under that table. So he did. <laughs> so he did. It's the same thing. Yeah. <sighs> and God knows happened. those things are happening, and you don't. And it's like, we, and you don't have trust. the ability to know that that's happening. Right. Like, you can't train yourself enough to read somebody's mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, like, in the podcast with Michael where he was talking about that he was relating to his kids like when a when your kid does something you're like or you might tell your kid to do something you might be like hey go do this and they'll be like why and you can explain it to them but they don't understand right so most of the time you're like because I said so yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah <laughs> and then maybe after they do it they understand why they did it but they don't they can't see the whole reason why exactly and that's the same relationship that we have to God in that situation it's like there's no ability for a pastor to know what that guy is thinking. Yeah. And there's no ability for him to see any outcome of crawling under the table that makes any sense that is positive. Right. Like, you, the outcome that you would see, like, is like, oh, people are walking out of the church because the pastor looks like a <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that would, what, that's the way it would make you feel. Yeah. But that's part of understanding who God is, that he does know the end from the beginning. And he... He doesn't, God's not asking us to do things for no reason. He has us do things for a reason. It might be for our own hearts sometimes that we need to obey, but sometimes it's a much bigger picture than that. But the, the bottom line for me, and, and the reason I, I really wanted to kind of wrap up the 30 Days of Hope, is that hope is only as good as what you have your hope in. And for God, he doesn't have the attributes of man. He's not going to lie to us. He's not unfaithful to us. He's not unreliable. And if you believe that, then you can truly follow him into anything. And that's how people end up following him to the mission field and doing all these amazing things. And um, you can learn his voice. You can learn to understand that he is leading you in something. He's telling you to do something. For some people, that might seem odd. Uh, years ago, I was listening to a uh, to this sweet lady. I'm sure she's with Jesus now, but it was an older lady who was a missionary. She had even lost her husband on the mission field, and so she was she had decided to stay. And one day, she, in I forget where she was on the mission field, but it was it was a dangerous kind of third world country. She was walking across the compound, and the Lord said, "Duck behind the barrels," and it's that quick. And she ducked behind the, She just obeyed. She ducked behind the barrels, and in seconds, there were bullets flying everywhere, and she would have died that day. Wow. So the person that was interviewing her on the uh, radio show said to her, well, how did you know that's the voice of God? And I'll never forget how sweet it was. And she said, well, honey, the same way I knew my husband's voice. He was beloved to me, so I knew his voice. If he called me on the phone, I would know who was calling me. And that day, I was in my 20s when I heard that, and I've never forgotten it. And that day, I started saying, Lord, I want to know your voice like that. And I feel like now I do know his voice like that. But it's taken me years to grow that and and go, is that you, Lord? Am I hearing the right thing? You know, and we make good decisions. We make bad decisions. We're not perfect in it. But just that longing to know his voice, because here's what I know. If he tells me to do something, it will be for my good. It will be uh, reliable. He'll be trustworthy in it. He'll be faithful of whatever it is he's trying to get me to accomplish. 
and I can have great hope in that. Yeah, and it does. It, it, it is a thing that happens over time with you, like practicing it and stepping out in the little things first, maybe you know, because right. like like it probably sounds totally crazy to pretty much everybody listening to us to do a handstand uh, in a safe way or crawl under the table when you're preaching, but those are people who there was a lead up to that point. They weren't like it wasn't born again yes. yesterday, the day before that. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, like it, it's a you get little things like say this, do this, and you're like, Impressions. okay, I'm gonna do it. And then you see it happen, and your confidence grows in your ability to hear God. Yes. And then you start to recognize His wisdom. Yes. You know, I'm reminded. I know you've heard this story because you're our son, but. Um, when we lived back in Atlanta, your dad was on the way to work one morning on a two-lane highway, very curvy two-lane highway. And he came around this curve, and there was somebody on his side of the road and in front of him. So imagine you, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. So your instinct would be to dodge off to the right, the closest ditch to you, and get out of the way. Yeah. And he he heard, go left. Which, which is across the road. Well, yeah, which is crossing in front of the car coming. Yeah. You know, and, and but he just obeyed. He knew it was the voice of the Lord. And so he just, he just obeyed and he went left and he went off in that in that ditch. Um, so the cars went by and, and he pulled out of the ditch. It didn't hurt the car. Yeah. And he, as he got back onto the road, he looked over in the other ditch and there were workmen in the ditch that he had no idea were there. He would have killed people that morning. Yeah. And that that faithfulness to that voice and learning to listen to him and learning that you can trust him, trust him and learning that he's reliable. You know, I, you know, your dad, he's a yeah. sweet guy. What would it have done to him if he killed people that morning accidentally? It would have been horrific. Well, and that's also an example of like being in tune all the time, not just when you're, when you don't know what to do, maybe because you do know what to do in that situation. Like yeah. whatever that teaches you to go off the right shoulder. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that would have been the technical the logical right thing. thing to do. Yes. But because he was in tune in that moment, they, he could hear it, but yes. he had to go the other way. Yes. You know, and that's one of the things too, is like sometimes you might be doing the right thing as it goes, you know, right. but God has the better thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause he could see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He could see the workmen and how horrible for them, how horrible for, you know, their families. And uh, I just, I I tell you, it still makes my knees a little bit weak when I think about what could have happened that morning. But, but because we've learned to walk with the Lord and we've learned we can trust him, we can learn he's, we've learned he's reliable and he is faithful. Um, We've just learned that we can have our hope in him and we can lean on his faithfulness. And I really just want to wrap up the 30 days by saying God is who he says he is. And if you don't know him well enough to know that you can have hope in what his word says and you can have hope in him and who he is, then get in his word. Take these three scriptures that I've given and um, I'll just point them out again or you can read them on the blog post. And, and scroll back through, go to the website, which did I say the website at the beginning? No. Yeah. Probably not. Here's the website. Yeah. So <laughs> if you go to mydownhook.org slash blog, that's where all these are. And you can scroll through them. And, like, there's all sorts of different people that have done this and done it from different perspectives. And one of them might be yours. You know what I mean? So, like, go back through Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And find one of them that is similar to your situation or whatever. And, and, and if you don't have, if you feel like you have no hope in a situation, then this is how we get hope. We get hope by hearing other people say, wow, God's faithful, or 
um, wow, the same thing happened in their life that happened in, is happening in mine, and I can get through it because they got through it. Yeah. And God is faithful. But the, the three scriptures that I've listed are Numbers 23, 19, Hebrews 10, 23, and Jeremiah 17, 7. So if you don't realize that God can be trusted and He is who He says He is, just go back and begin to study these things and ask Him to help you. Just like the lady, uh, when the lady gave her testimony back when she, when she was a missionary and the Lord told her to duck behind the barrels, her, her beautiful, you know, of course I could understand his voice just as a, as a much younger person than I am right now. It inspired me. It inspired me to want to hear God's voice that way. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in to our 30 Days of Hope. Yeah. We hope that it's blessed you. And stay subscribed <laughs> to the podcast. We're going to do other subjects and series and all sorts of stuff, so... Thank you for listening to the Dawn of Hope podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast feed and turn on notifications for more conversations and audio versions of Sunday's teachings. Our Sundays begin with a light breakfast at 9.30. The service begins at 10 o'clock. Groups and Bible studies throughout the week include undivided young adults groups Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock, bringing young adults from all walks of life together. Follow up Wednesdays at 6.30 on Wednesdays, a conversational Bible study based off of Sunday's topics led by Michael Roberts. Prophetic writing on Thursdays at 6.30, hearing God's voice through journaling, led by Joanna Harrison. All events are at Donofo Branch at 178 Palmer Drive in Florissant, Colorado. If you would like to donate to Donofo Hope, you can visit mydonofhope.org and click the donate button on the sidebar. If you're interested in holding an event at the ranch or would like more info on anything that we do, please call us at 719-687-3425 or send us an email at info at donofhoperanch.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Dawn of Hope podcast. Mm-hmm.